0: from Atlanta Fort We're storming the capital It's a revolution. What color I see that you maintain the status
1: December seventh, ninthm a question a psychopath And all you so badly. I got me. <laughs>
2: Hey everybody, welcome to the show. This is Keith Pazel. We're here talking a little shit, watching a little TV. Uh got the fade the little fade out to the World Series here of the old WS. Thank god it doesn't say that in the title, or we'd be yanked already, probably. That's my own mistake. If you're not a longtime listener of the show, what we do is we sit here, we watch TV. And we make fun of the world and ourselves. Let's go. We got uh, I am Lobster Man slash James Bailey in the chat. The president of the motherfucking chat in the house. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, let's get comfy. I got I got I got the kitchen light on. It has to be on. Uh, we got p- probably a stack of dirty dishes in full view. Although let me look doing a pretty good job of hiding it you really can't tell my neck is perfectly placed i have to do the podcast like this or else or else no i'm kidding i'm i need this to make jokes about you're leveling my comedy with being sincerely destroyed (laughs) larry's so sincere that sometimes she's like like we watched this barbarian horror movie and we're gonna i'm gonna play clips of it later this movie's tremendous so we were watching this movie pull up the chat so i can even react to people uh we were watching this movie and it's about like a mongoloid human being that wants a that wants a uh and like snatches people and keeps it in a cave dug caves with it's got quite a uh, large fingernails so we'll get into the you know the science with neil degrasse tyson later on this podcast no that's not true at all if i just start saying shit we're gonna have fucking uh Le- founder of wikileaks himself julian offongi on the, po- the podcast later three two count fucking tell let's go to the game here i'm fucking yapping enough we'll go back to the barbarian sincerity later three two count backyard this is a backyard count top of the ninth three two count two outs and it's a foul ball you don't anticipate the foul ball when you're doing it in the backyard uh, let's go to the main shot two here. We're going to get you a full view of this at bat of our young man McCormick here. Look at the road, eyes of walk. Houston. Two, Everybody's probably reveling in this Philadelphia is up seven nothing. Um, I kind of like the idea that although Houston have been caught cheating so many times, that they still kind of are just like, well, we're still good, so shut the fuck up. Like, we're not, they might be cheating a new way, but good on them for finding a new cool way to cheat. Dude! Dude! Everything came together right there. <clears throat> as, a, as a player, you got the strikeout, but that ump really ripped that fucking strikeout call. He just went, Stay! you know, you got to think about what your fucking home run call would be, or you, you got what your strikeout call would be. Because some guys just go hands. They just go like, and they don't really do anything. Some guys will just like throw one of these. I would fucking throw like a full pitchers like strikeout. I would be like, Ah!" every time that would be my umpire fucking let it rip, dude. Yeah, but fuck Houston. Uh, I don't know, though. Is Houston cool? Like, aside from the Astros, Larry, should we just fuck Houston? Like, do you not like Houston? Houston's dope. 2-1 Phil's, baby. 2-1 Cheesesteaks over whatever the fuck they eat in Houston. Fucking crawfish. Probably eat a lot of crawfish. In Houston, it is right there on, on the Gulf. Where's my remote here? So we got that. So back to this Barbarian story as I channel surf. So we're watching Barbarian. It's a pretty terrifying movie. So, the spoiler, and we'll watch it later. At the end of the movie, the main character, and this is one of my favorite things of horror movies lately. Put on Rick Steves' Art of Europe as I talk about this. Look at some fucking pain and tit. This is when you get to see the nudity, if it's art. Ah. So, we're watching this movie, and they're doing the ending trope that I love that they're doing in horror movies, where it kind of just ends. I always had this bit where I wanted to make a movie we're 15 minutes in the main character dies and then the credits roll for an hour. And it, I I just want to know how long will people sit there before they realize like, Oh, it's over. Like the movie was 25 minutes long and now we have 25 minutes of credits and we're staring at a corpse bleed out. Uh, so this barbarian movie, the fucking mongoloid fucking sag, the tits on this thing are just incredible is like on top of the main character going, blah, blah and she just pulls a gun and blows this fucking thing's head off and then gets up and walks away and the credits roll and Larry is such a fucking human being that like the credits are rolling and she goes that ending to me was just kind of sad because it is a totally victimless mongoloid like it wasn't that she I don't I don't she was fourth generation in, she was fourth generation in I've known some people like that they didn't have quite the set the, the saggiest of tits uh I got a picture of an inbred girl on the back of my computer right now. We photoshopped the her name is Mama Januska. Oh no, not like a real name. I don't even know her real name. No the family name. But uh we took her and we took our friend and photoshopped them as a prom picture. You know, and we distributed amount among, uh, among of amongst. I sound like a fucking hammered person. We distributed amongst friends. Uh so yeah, this barbarian It was just hilarious to me that she's just like, that made me, and then I thought about it, and I'm like, yeah, you're logically correct. That was, you know, you go find this mongoloid thing, but you couldn't calm it down. The thing is calming the mongoloid down. I'm going the of mice and men defense. This thing would have never coexisted in society. No amount of asset shifting or toppling of capitalism would have fixed, I mean, the teeth on this thing. It's amazing to me that the human body in these situations, because the mongoloid what? Oh yeah, there's a Larry's twitching a fucking council meeting over here essentially. She's live streaming council meetings for her job. Someone's getting censured. Which to, me, which to me would just mean like, I wish censured meant like, you were required to go fuck yourself. That would be hilarious. Uh, it is on HBO Max, Barbarian. Um it's pretty fucking good. We'll watch it. But yeah, we watched Fresh. We watched that movie Fresh with Sebastian Stan. Um took a few minutes to get used to him being a fucking murderer. Uh but it worked. That movie was good. We'll watch the pieces of that one too. Um uh, let's fucking talk about some NFL trades though. Let me f- let's find something to watch. Let's fucking really get into it. What do we got here? What does Rick Steves got for us?
3: Heart to
1: partying under the stars.
2: This is kind of one of those things where aside from this is where the ego gets involved because everyone should just want to do what Rick Steves that may does. It sound silly, but with every visit, has got a little bit of sass to his voice, but he just fucking narrates shit about Europe. Other people do the work. They go out to these fucking places that are behind iron curtains still. And he really does war-torn shit. Young artist named Look at Rick Steves. That's like a guy who gets upset that your library books are late. His stark realism. He lived hard and spent much of his life running from the law. Don't I know about living hard and running from the law? With stark lighting. Rick Steves probably has many a tale in a pub. Shadows. You had to watch Rick Steves in travel geography tourist class. Is that for your hotel thing? So they're showing Rick Steves in in college courses. Wonder if he's getting a little bit of nip on that financially. Saints with bald drink. You know they show my programs in institutions across this great country. When he's picking up a little fucking mail trim, I don't think Rick Steves fucking munches carpet. I think Cupid hit him with the different arrow.
1: A restless energy.
2: Dude, I don't mind this PBS shit either. This is the best kind of TV. Like, if you're really wanting to fucking riff out a good three-hour podcast, I think PBS offers you the best solutions. That man has a vagina.
1: Sassy teenager.
2: The lighting is stark and dramatic. The lighting is sexy, stark. It makes me hard. The question, is that a vagina? Was it removed? Is it a penis that's been hollowed out? Ooh, that guy's got a third eye.
1: Caravaggio himself.
2: Is he mur- oh, that's a severed head for sure. In the
1: same generation,
2: farther north here in Belgium, the most prolific and influential Baroque painter was Peter Paul Rubens. A favorite. Of- I love an accent that you can't play. Sounds Canadian, but he's been in Europe a shitload, so he's probably sucked. He's probably Madonna'd a few fucking accents.
3: Rubens exemplified.
2: Madonna moved to Germany for like nine months, and then she came back and was like, "I have traveled across this great land and." I have seen many of, many a creature and human. Ooh, I still the got the music player.
4: When it was just
1: about the, turn that, Ruben would come back in and give it what they called the fury of the brush. A little twinkle in the eye. Fury a little glimmer the there, a little light there. When he was satisfied, another Rubens.
2: The fury of the brush. My fury of the brush is something a little different as I place it in any orifice, really, my mouth or the, the other one, the back mouth. And I really just go to town with anything that's behind me or in front of me. Hunts. And especially, fleshy- Dude. You don't want to get behind a Rick Steves when he loses his cool. He goes fucking straight Chris Berman on all those fools, Expert probably.
0: composition.
2: Rubens could- I said decaf, you son of a bitch. You know what happens when I get flighty, I get violent. You wouldn't like me when I'm flighty. He's like a sassy fucking Bruce Banner. Crash a party of nymphs. The action unfolds as satyrs chase. I'm a different kind of nymph. foe. Horrible Christian. This painting, while my illicit questions in some people, just makes me really randy. Although he's fucking classy, so he calls it getting Randall. I'm so Randall, Randall.
1: To save the day. In his Baroque take on this classical theme, Rubens Amp...
2: Hell yeah, you got an A in that class. Fucking Steve's got you through.
1: Amid <clears a> flower-
2: <clears throat> you need to thank Rick Steves right here now on the chat, so it's in paper.
1: And rippling curves.
2: With graceful... Rippling curves, yeah, it looks like a giant baby. Echoed by the meaningful glances they exchange. So pale. One grace is... Which means, because, like... I doubt they actually saw of, Like, that means they want, like art always shows the desire it means nerds desired women that were that pale like that was I want her to look like a big pudgy cloud gazes the wise men up one way the angels down the other what are directed to the starting to peter to scene, out on Steve's a radiant baby Jesus Ooh, A radiant baby Artists Jesus certainly knew how to satisfy their people on what is this fucking guy whose
1: nation lives reporting from communities large and small Sounds
2: commercial. commercial. Oh Cuomo, hey. See if we got any local news situation happening. What's going on locally in Los Angeles? Heart
5: disease and died too young.
2: Another In commercial. Congress,
5: Mike Garcia took thousands of dollars.
2: I guess we could talk about some trades. Big trades in the NFL happening. Um, my Bears fucking hit it out of the park. I mean, there were some p- people stuck in the past in Chicago. That we're a little sore that we got rid of defensive pieces. And I understand it. When you fucking really empty out your defense, you are conceding that, like, okay, we're probably going to give up a shitload of points for the rest of the year. But that means to me that they at least think that Fields is capable of keeping up with how much the defense is going to get roughed up uh, here over the next few weeks. But they traded away Roquan Smith. Uh, Yeah, just... Pudgy, naked cloud that has no uh, eye. Well, she could probably an albino. They at least were picked up on that, that the albinos have very, they have the eyes of a deaf person. Um, which I don't, oh, here we go. It
1: may sound like a dream come true for some. Yeah.
5: But in China, it yeah. wasn't fun for thousands of guests caught up in a COVID shutdown. Empty
2: as time. Yeah, dude, China is still shut the fuck down, dude. They're COVID negative zero over there. to get out of Shanghai's Disneyland resort. That's hilarious. That China's so hardcore that, like, in most places they'll play you a little jingle jangle when they want you out of the store. Uh, yeah, we'll get into the trades, but, I'm, but uh, I think that'd be hilarious if they just fucking instead of playing a jingle and warning you that it's closing time, they just lock you down inside. That'd be so Chinese. Uh, yeah, but the bears did win. I feel like they won the Roquan Smith trade as far as what they got for him. Uh, I do. I wouldn't, I would have liked them to use the Ravens pick to get chase Claypool. So they traded a second round pick for chase Claypool who two years ago, they were calling him mapletron because he's Canadian and huge. He was fucking killing it. Uh, without Ben Roethlisberger has struggled a little bit, but the Steelers don't have a fucking quarterback. And I think their offense isn't really a vertical type of thing. I don't think they got that Matt Canada fella at offensive coordinator anymore. Um, but they did use their own second round pick, which is going to be a high one. Unless here's my, unless with that, um, He was saying in the chat and the trade uh, and then trade the pick to the Steelers for an okay wide receiver. He had a great rookie season, but has been mediocre. He was, that's with who, let me get the TV right here. Here's the thing about him being mediocre. He was mediocre on the Steelers. Uh, His, it's the situation that he's going to be played in. Like, I feel like the bears are playing a lot of analytics here where they're matching up player traits with playing style. So chase, uh, chase Claypool is a straight fly route receiver. Uh, good for going up in the air and grabbing 50, 50 balls. And that's kind of Justin Fields bread and butter. That's what he loves to do. He loves to roll out of the pocket and fucking launch that fucker downfield and just let him to go up. I think this also, and they reaffirmed this on the radio today in Chicago, this uh, moves Mooney over into the slot, and that's always dangerous when you've got a little small fast guy in the slot. I think it will it's perfect for what the Bears do. I would have liked them to use their own pick, like I said, because if all things go right and the Bears do give up a shitload of points now that they've hollowed out their defense, uh, that'll be a top 10 pick. Um, now... The thing of, I was going to say, the big if is if Fields can ball out and win you a few games, then, you know, it might be closer to that Baltimore pick anyway. And really, once you get into that late second round, you're starting to flip coins in the air uh, anyway. So I think right now it is kind of like a, eh, that's a lot just to get a guy who's 6'4 and 240, but he's so fast. And I just think what he does, the Steelers stopped doing. Um, I mean, his first two years, he had 800 yards receiving. Like, I know you want to get that foul. You want to get that 1G. But Ben Roethlisberger was at the end of his career. Um, But the intangibles, uh, I'm excited about it. And I'm just excited for the the shift. You know, if it doesn't work out, it's fine. It's kind of like when uh, Ryan Pace drafted Kevin White like you kind of knew right away like all right but we were kind of excited like okay they're drafting a wide receiver like it definitely shows a shift in uh the the mindset of the Chicago Bears of like yeah let's trade away some of our defensive pieces to either this year or next year shore up some offense i think this definitely means that they're all in on Justin Fields uh by them saying like let's get a guy that on paper should be balling isn't really in a good situation where he's at right now, but we can put him in a good situation with our great quarterback, uh, and we'll let it fucking rip. Um, Falcons traded Calvin Ridley. Let's go over some of these trades here. Um... NFL. trade, listen to the tube while I Google. Is school
5: that has these kinds of things happen. Patricia Menjivar says she couldn't believe what her son told her when she picked him up from Granada Hills Charter School Monday. But he heard that um, a student had gotten hurt on campus and that there was a lot of blood, and that's all the information he knew. The victim's family says the attack happened. So he
2: didn't see shit. So your kid is snitching, is what you're saying. So your kid didn't see shit, is what you're saying. Uh, I absolutely yes, they should go for Saquon Barkley. I do think that Dable's gonna lock him down uh, in the off season because I think Dable is seeing that that is kind of the well with which that they're drinking from right now. I think Daniel Jones, although he's getting stuff out of him, uh, is gonna be on the way out. He's gonna go the way of this fucking poor kid who got bludgeoned at school here.
5: Most of her teeth fell uh,
2: out. School police say- Most of her teeth fell out. Los Angeles school police. That's fucking insane, dude. They have their own police force and tanks. And then they're like, why are there so many homeless people? Because you're spending all the money on tanks and police for the school.
5: In the classroom. I reached out to the... And
2: it's not like the regular police are policing all the supposed crime downtown. All the needles in the... And the porta potties that Tony Hinchcliffe is talking about.
4: Parents,
6: students, and staff.
2: So yeah, let's get back into these trades here. Let me get switch the fucking camera over for you guys. Um, what if that was fucking me? Just the rest of the show, just me going. That's like an alone, but you, like you're around people in a waiting room and you don't want to seem like you're fucking a psycho and just stare. So you do that like... Start whistling. Work it into a full-on fucking sing-off. You guys start flash dancing.
4: Victims not pay the ransom demands and ransomware
5: attacks like the one... Ransomware L- attacks. In September.
2: I do got to say, in general, I've been getting a big increase in emails being like hey, you want a gift card or like, Keith, it's me. And I'm like, like, is this a new wave of people that have discovered online scamming? Like it really like I feel like online scamming has come out with its new iPhone six. Like, I feel like when the iPhone six came out, that's when it was like, all right, we got some new shit like there's my dad's been getting hit with like he gets called all day.
4: With supermarket guru
7: Phil Limpert to see how to save money at the store. He says first
2: Phil Limpert, just the last name.
7: In the produce section.
2: Nothing else in my life is limp, not my financial status. In a better mood, and what that means is we're gonna spend more money A mar- supermarket guru. Supermarket guru can't afford a tie to go along with that fucking J Leno jean shirt.
7: To buy, pay attention to the fine print.
2: This is the only... 549, you get 16 ounces. This
1: is 499, you only get all
2: right here we go. This is 499. And this, he just starts uh, eating them. And these you can just walk around and eat.
3: These paper towels.
2: The Kroger brand has 98 two-ply sheets. I am making fun of it, but this kind of is what news should be, especially in the LA area.
7: And this one, we should
2: tell people where the different dairy aisles are if you're in Ralph's, for Christ's sakes. I mean, you go into a Ralph's in Los Angeles and find the milk. I dare you. I dare you to find the milk in a fucking Ralph's. And then you're thinking, oh, I'll just go over to get some cheese. It should be next door. Uh-uh. The cheese is next to the Medello fucking castle that they build. The castle of Medello and Corona. That's where the cheese is. The cheese is with the creams. And then you think, oh, I'm getting milk. Let me just reach over and grab some coffee creamer. Nope, that's with the fucking juices or some shit. Like, it's a mess in Ralph's. I need to get Ralph on the fucking horn immediately.
4: The price per ounce is cheaper in the medium-sized box.
2: What is this, Canada? Price per ounce? Labels. Last time I talked about price per ounce, it was in Canada when I was buying a bag of jelly beans. Like, it was cocaine. Okay,
6: correct. We're saving money.
2: It was grams. Yeah, it was grams. I was so I was trying to figure it out. And then they told me how much it was going to be, and I was like, oh, thank God. Like, it's this per gram. And I was like, oh, well, I have 20 bucks. And they're like, oh, it'd be, it'll be four. I'm like, oh, fucking thank Christ.
0: And
1: great. It's on
2: sale. $9.99 for Atlantic Salmon. You think this guy just walks around to the customers and annoys them? Yes.
4: And I get pink salmon. Yes. Guess what?
2: How do you become a supermarket guru? Like, what blog do you have? It's my own mic. He probably told CBS. Like, are you don't even have to bring equipment. I have my own equipment.
7: Third list. And when it comes to cheese, you need to walk around.
2: He smelled funny. Kinda like a laundry basket on its way to the laundromat. This
7: boar's head Swiss cheese. We found it being Fuck
2: a boar's head, fuck a boar's head. They're up in Vons, bitch. That's when you know you're in a Vons when you got that boar's head.
4: Counter. They're selling.
2: Ralph says boar's head. Vons yeah. has something different then. Yeah, yeah, and and really get into it with the fucking. Those deli people just fucking yeah, really talk to you. They really taught. They tell you about the kids. Yeah, Ralph's is the grocery store out here. Ralph's is is it's our. Kroger. It's Kroger. Yeah, it's Kroger. It's like our jewel. It's a good time. All fish, all fish, all the time for a good pop culture thing. So if you guys have ever seen the Little Rascals movie, where they're running through that movie takes place in straight up downtown L.A. It's kind of one of the coolest things about the movie. Now those are city kids, dude. I got a he man woman haters club. Fucking building a tree, a clubhouse in L.A., that's incredible. Uh, Where their fucking clubhouse is is legitimately, I think, like, where. Yeah, it looks over Dentown, yeah. Um, But they run through a Ralph's where they're fucking, all the grocery store people are dodging them. Uh, That's fucking Ralph's. It's a good time. Good fucking, uh, good fried chicken at Ralph's. But all grocery store fried chicken is just the shit. Fuck oh, your like, fuck your Kentucky fried. Well you'd know too. Cause I feel like you've you got a... like Texas good. is a big supermarket like HEV
5: has like fresh we make fucking tortillas inside of the HEV. They have little, little Mexican ladies making tortillas. They really like the do. HEV. They make sushi.
2: Ooh, we got some lottery here. <laughs> Look at them playing the fucking that sex music for the lottery trying to juice you up, get your fucking you and your wife greased up to buy a lottery ticket. it's $1.2 billion billion or something like that. (laughs) Impregnate your wife so she's not mad that you lose the house. Hell yeah. Chicago accent. Um, Okay, so let's go over these trades here. The Dolphins win Bradley Chubb, so Bradley Chubb was traded from the Denver Broncos in exchange for a 2023 20, first round pick, a 2024 20, fourth round pick, and running back Chase Edmonds. I feel like that's see a lot of people look at that in Chicago and they think you could have got that for uh, for Roquan Smith, but Roquan Smith has nine days, nine games left on his contract. He wants a hundred million dollars. You only go to Jewel in the chat. That's fair. Sturdiest bags. That's just some I don't know if that's true. That's some horse shit that's someone from the Midwest. I I know a guy who works in a factory. They put saline in the bags. Um so but you weren't gonna th- toss Roquan Smith for what they got for Bradley Chubb. Don't be a fucking delusional ass. Um And then the Bears <clears throat> used one of, like I said, one of the second round picks. That they got from the Ravens for Roquan Smith to pick up Chase Claypool, which my favorite thing, and we're going to go to that, that's going to be the focus of this, is the Bears getting Chase Claypool made Packers fans fucking furious. And I was here for every goddamn second of it because I put up with so much bullshit anytime the Bears make a dumb move, which they do, not saying they don't, they've done it. I'm logging in. I'm logging into
4: Twitter. <clears throat> Not letting you
2: see my password. Thank God it's dotted out.
4: Fiscal welfare of our entire state. Vote no on Prop 30.
6: No more with the CBS. What
2: do you guys think about Prop 30 in the chat? Wouldn't that be great if fucking Bailey just started lining off a shit about Prop 30? Like, look at this FanDuel Sportsbook. This is before the deadline hit because the Bears had traded for Chase Claypool and everybody was putting fucking Green Bay on the clock. Aaron Rodgers was on the Pat McAfee show when the Chase Claypool trade broke. And I don't know if he ever goes to breaking news during the Aaron Rodgers interview. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. I don't ever really watch the full interview. Sometimes Rodgers is on there for the full length of a fucking podcast, uh, which they should release. By the way, you should release an Aaron Rodgers show. Pat McAfee presents the Aaron Rodgers show, and it's just a Tuesday interview. I would like points on that for when it's successful. Um, but yeah, once Claypool went to the Bears, everybody was just like, all right, Green Bay. Uh, but like I said, I don't know if he didn't bring up the Claypool trade because it was Aaron Rodgers on there. And I don't know if he would be funny if Aaron Rodgers just fucking got furious on camera. These motherfuckers just started shaving the other side of his head like Britney Spee's. Like, look at all these memes. This is fucking... Got a church singing. The Packers to Aaron Rodgers at the trade deadline. Nothing. I hope you're hungry. For nothing. I hope you're hungry. The internet's fun. So, yeah, that's people doing a little roast. The trade deadline is fun for literally everyone except Packer fans. Let's look at the latest here. What's the latest buzz? Uh... Nine hours ago, Evan Massey, the idea that the Packers could trade Devontae Adams, add a couple of rookies and still compete was ludicrous to begin with. Aaron Rodgers is receiving tons of blame, but this front office has one of the worst uh, has been one of the worst in the NFL for years. That's everyone. And maybe even you blue check, Evan Massey, everyone has been given Guta Kunst and the fucking Packers front office credit for years for fucking building winners and always having high draft picks because they're always contending. Um, And this guy quoted that and said, My favorite memory is when everyone shit on the Packers for not drafting rookie receivers. Now they draft them. It's malpractice. It's malpractice. Um, Let's go here. Last year's trade deadline, the Packers failed to find a WR2. That's what I love, too, is people using their Madden GM talk. I can't believe in the entire draft room they couldn't find an entire WR2 on the grid. Like, they talk like they're fucking... Who the hell is Mal Kuyper? Uh, Packers fans just don't want to admit we're done. This is two minutes ago and replying to Bill Huber, NFL, who apparently writes for the Packers. Uh, what's, that? what's the connection to that tweet? Let's go to the original tweet. So, B- Bill Huber... Tweeted an hour ago, the Packers had a chance to help their team today. Oh yeah, so that's what's good about the claypool trade too. Is the Bears swooped in on the Packers. Um oh yeah, and the Rams didn't trade Acres. Bailey, a Rams fan in the chat, is glad. So I heard that David Montgomery was gonna get swung to the Rams for a fifth round pick in Cam Akers. I would have been happy with that too. Because Cam Akers is a little explosive back, good at catching passes. David Montgomery, I just don't think fits what the Bears do. So I don't think they I think they should have traded him. I don't think they're going to sign him. Maybe they do. Maybe he learns how to not cause himself CTE and run around. Look at those eyes. Look at those sad, depressed fucking eyes. And I really do think Aaron Rodgers has developed a bit of the the Bell's palsy. Got a little bit of a droopy face side on the left side of the face. Eating all that mud with fucking Shailene Woodley has caused paralysis on the left side of my face. I, I swallowed a slug and it embedded itself into the left side of my face, and it's just not been the same ever since, but I can still read a defense. Um, so, uh, and they did not. Whether you agree or disagree, today's decision was emblematic of their way of doing business. With that, Aaron Rodgers' fate as a one-time Super Bowl champion might have been sealed. I think he'll go off and fucking swindle oh so you fucking uh you want him gone
4: that's fine we would have taken him
2: I just more want to get something for David Montgomery uh, and then so this guy replies to that Uh, and this guy wrote an article for SI suggesting that the Packers Super Bowl window is closed and that Rodgers on the way out that's probably true he'll be off uh you know who would need a quarterback? The Broncos were that team. Maybe the Broncos or the, the Bucks will go after Rodgers after Brady hangs them up, hangs up them beats. Maybe the Texans. Although, I don't know. Maybe the 49ers after Jim cause Jimmy G, I think, is gonna go. Like I think he's gonna do well this season, and then I think he's gonna say, like, ha, ah, suck it. You didn't want me. You're just fucking threw me on the field because your bust ass quarterback broke his ankle. And then I think he'll leave and Aaron Rodgers will get picked up by the 49ers. Uh, So Dylan Clark Packers fans just don't want to admit we're done. Me included. BC, it sucks. Today was the nail in the coffin. The dagger. Front office knew we didn't have it uh, this year. And Rodgers is prob done this year. So why make that's when you know this guy had so much more to say when he's starting to eliminate words into single letters. Uh, When you're historically a draft and develop team, rebuild starts. Sad emoji. And then he went on. We're going to have to get used to being mediocre for a while. Yeah, at least it'll be mediocre. You might have to get used to having a couple of shitty seasons. See, that's the entitlement of these Packer fans. Mediocre for a while. No, you guys are going to be dog shit, dude. Once Rogers goes, you're fucking done. Uh, I'm just trying to encourage my bro, a super duper Packers fan, who insists they'll lose to the Lions next week. Uh, I hope that happens. So yeah, Packers fans are absolutely losing their fucking minds on Twitter, and I'm here for all of
7: it. It's a very unique uh, time of the year.
3: i is kept busy in the kitchen. Surf the a little bit here up and ready for lunch the increased business Get is to the a 100 the
2: meat, meat of what's on television ooh a little basketball while we talk about stuff let's watch a little b-ball while we talk about a little f-ball
4: um so
2: yeah the jets got james robinson but that's not deadline shit oh yeah hawkinson to the vikings that's good for crow and apparently they wanted to draft tj hawkinson uh, yeah, the Bills handled the fucking pack. Uh, although they kind of let them get back into it, there was a bit of a. lot of people were saying the Packers got a moral victory in that loss because I think they were down like twenty-seven to like three, and then they got it to ten points. Um, that's when you know Rodgers is chipping off a little bit because I remember as early as twenty eighteen, if you had a thirty point lead on the Packers, it was usually because. You knocked Aaron Rodgers out of the game and then he comes back in, in the third quarter and rolls off fucking thirty-seven unanswered points. Like the guy did have some sort of unvaccinated magic that he was working with.
7: The fast break, finding Devin Booker.
2: Ooh, they really did make it to where he's wrapping. Sounds like he's rapping his analysis.
8: With Forrest already in the third quarter. Nine for the game.
2: The Suns always had the best fucking Court and basketball that fucking sun Blowing out in center court They got a goddamn gorilla that does fucking flips At halftime It's a good time It's a good ass
4: time Uh yeah So that's that
2: That's NFL A trade deadline
8: Stuff
2: I guess we can let's talk Let's see what Colin had to say about it Colin was Colin's finally getting on My bears Colin's starting to be kind of like we like him on this show. He does pivot like a motherfucker. But he does kind of own it. It's just like a subtle pivot. Let's go to this channel here. The illegal Colin channels pull better clips than his fucking regular channel. So here we go. Boom. see? That's how you know how much of a nerd I am. I've watched this clip like four times today because I enjoy hearing people talk positively about the Bears. I've had my whole life has been nothing but people just talking straight ass about the Chicago Bears, and I take it like a champ. A lot of it is very funny. I join into it. It's not like you got a bunch of people, delusional ass people living in the Chicagoland area that don't know that the Bears are terrible and don't do offense. So when they do something nice and they have kind of one of those culture shifting moments where you're like, oh, they're getting on board with the modern NFL. Uh, It's nice to fucking uh, to hear people be like, oh, I can't really shit on this. Um, Let me find it here. Although I do, it's a little clickbaity, like they'll name it. Colin Coward report: Bears trade second-round pick for the Steelers, and then it's a eight out of eight minutes out of the thirteen minutes is they're not even fucking talking about it. So here we go, Colin Coward talking about the Bears making moves at the deadline.
6: Go this morning, as of this morning, had a first, two seconds, a third, two fours, two fifths. So now they're saying, "We'll give you one of our seconds. We got a second for Roquan Smith. We'll give one of those things up. We'll still have a second, and we're going to give our quarterback whether he's a one or not." Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool and Cole Comet and Armstrong. All right. Now that's fair. So now next year you got to go draft another receiver but now we have two guys that have been in the league and a tight end that's been in the league and a running uh, by the way they have a Herbert they have a backup running He gets
2: back. fucking wet in the mouth talking about draft picks. He got two fourth two stacks at He's probably dude. Collins probably on the Spectrum. The Spectrum fucking Spectrum uh, Charter AT&T, DISH, Satellite.
6: Okay, the small guy. Khalil Herbert is yeah, nice. I, he's nice. Yeah. So now you are now you get some sense of is Chicago now is better in division. Green Bay, hands sitting on their hands.
2: I don't know if this is the right clip here. Here it is. Is this the one? Oh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. I just started it late.
6: This GM didn't draft Justin Fields. Mm. Pool and Col- but here's what chicago is saying mac with
2: the news whoa, whoa, oh my well, gosh i love it news. that is awesome too the, they fucking he didn't even let J mac take this one J mac does the fucking herdline news now he took over for joy taylor and like he usually deals with the breaking news that hits because breaking news hits at a certain time of the day and colin really is strict with those fucking up oh, herdline news is over i'm taking the fucking chase claypool break listen to this uh,
3: Quinn Snyder maybe in the mix, the former jazz
6: coach. Um, Colin, this is this yeah. is a little insane here. Um, it is. We have breaking more breaking news. So J Mac with the news. Whoa, whoa,
3: more! Oh my gosh, That's I
6: love the it. news. And thanks for what do we got?
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa! I can't do it.
6: Oh! Field Yates at ESPN, trustable dude. The Bears Trustable
2: dude, same name as Justin.
6: Bears are trading a second round pick to Pittsburgh for Chase Claypool. Ooh. So by the way. Minnesota got better in division. Chicago now is better in division. Green Bay hands.
2: Sitting See, on their hands. early in the season, <clears throat> it was Colin talking about the Bears being in the basement. I remember reading people talking about the Bears are going to be two and fifteen. Two I kind that's what I love too. Still win seven games, be close to five hundred. We'll give one of those things up. We'll still have a. Which season. will suck because they won't get a good. It'll get one of those middling ass first round picks, which always bust.
6: Chase Claypool Ooh. and Colton.
2: They'll Bears it. They'll figure out a new way to be the Bears. They'll just be on the offensive side of the ball.
6: So now next year, you got to go draft another receiver. But now we have two guys that have been in the league and a tight end that's been in the league and a running... Uh, by the way, they have a Herbert. They have a backup running back. Guy, a small guy. Khalil Herbert is yeah, nice. Uh, he's nice. Yeah. So now
2: you're... Small guy out there like a little Hershey's guess.
6: Is Chicago doing this?
2: Just running around like Let's a Hershey's guess.
6: Is Chicago saying this? Okay. This GM didn't draft Justin Fields, and nor did this coach.
2: See, you still got to hang on to that narrative. That's the one thing that annoys me. They're all in on him. They just traded a fucking second-round pick for a receiver that people are saying is a bust. So they're at least in on Fields enough to know that he can probably elevate someone who has Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky throwing to him.
6: So they're like, why wait until next year? Let's give him weapons now and watch the next seven, eight, nine, ten 10 games. And it's a good quarterback draft. Is Chicago saying, why wait? Let's go see what he is with Cole Komet, Armstrong, Herbert, Mooney. So now... Craft,
2: Dodge, Ford.
6: Pettis can be a three. That's what he is. He's not a two. Okay. So now this is very interesting to me. Are the Bears, the GM and the coach saying, hey, we're seeing some things. Now we're going to throw a legitimate strong number two receiver chase playboy's a playmaker you can put him on you can get him the ball early now they got two legitimate receivers a legitimate tight end is this a building for the future or is it let's see what we have with justin fields because because i think 60 40 i'm seeing some things i like with justin oh yeah there's stuff i like that shit that That
2: 40 is just there because he doesn't want to have to pivot again I'm doing 60-40 because I've pivoted to be positive about the Bears, and I don't want them to. I'm leaving room to, for them to break my heart.
6: Game against the Cowboys in that defense. He made some throws. He moves incredibly well. The Patriots game, he was phenomenal on yeah. Monday Night Football. So, Colin, let me ask. How about so- the Chicago?
2: No, he ain't giving you a goddamn word, J-Mac. You think you're Joy Taylor? Why don't you get a set of Joys?
6: He made some throws. He moves Listen incredibly Listen to well. how he
2: treats Jason McIntyre. The
3: Patriots game, he was phenomenal on yeah. Monday Night Football. So, Colin, let me
6: ask you. How, Chicago-
2: how about he just fucking his excitement for the Bears cut J Mac off? J Mac is furious, dude. You know he talked about it during the break.
6: Now they got two legitimate receivers, a legitimate tight end. I'm sick of Colin cutting me off. God, is this? He has three kids. He only has two. building for the future. I don't
2: know how many children J Mac has. I do know that they exist because they talk about them.
6: Or is it? Let's see what we have with Justin Fields, because, cause I think sixty forty. So how excited he gets about the Bears like with Justin. Fields. Oh yeah, there's stuff I like that. That game against the Cowboys and that defense, he made some throws. He moves incredibly well. The Patriots game, he was phenomenal on yeah. Monday Night Football. So, Colin, let me ask. How about so- the Chicago
3: Bears are growing up in front of our eyes?
1: Well, we're going to become Bears fans pretty soon, right? I mean, yeah.
3: I, I'm loving this Justin
2: Fields, but let me ask you. He just, seriously, J-Mac was j- j- joking. You know, we're going to become Bears fans, and Colin just goes, yeah. He's dead fucking ass, dude. Um, what, what else do we have? Do we got anything else fun, Colin-wise? Brooklyn Nets fired their head coach.
6: Yo, it's hour two, it is a Tuesday, and we got news happening everywhere, live in Los Angeles. It's the herd, wherever you may be, however you may be living. would it be
2: funny if he just started talking about Puff Daddy getting into a fight on Hollywood Boulevard dressed as the Joker?
6: Listening, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, FS1, our herd hierarchy.
2: He has to fucking, dude, he's simul, what if he just named all the markets he was simulcasting?
6: In a couple of minutes.
2: Detroit, Topeka, Tawada.
6: j is joining us. It just so happens... We, you know, hang out in this little beach community not far from here. And Steve Nash occasionally is spotted there playing tennis. He's a great tennis player. And Steve Nash and the Brooklyn Nets that's have ways. That's such
2: a Colin remark to remark at how good Steve Nash is at tennis. And that's something that he heard that in the underground. I'm connected. Steve Nash is real good at tennis. I've played Steve Nash in tennis. Got an ace. And that was it
6: not far from here, and Steve Nash occasionally is spotted there playing tennis, he's a great tennis player, and Steve Nash Yeah,
2: they're all, the, I know fucking, open my comics that are great at tennis, it's not you know it's very athletic, you gotta run back and forth fixing the camera <laughs> How's the show been, by the way? I feel like this has been a good show. I feel like this has been a kick-ass Nash fucking time.
6: And the Brooklyn Nets have parted ways. Uh, this I can tell you from what I've been told by people that know Steve Nash. During the summer, he was at wit's Um you, you got James Harden. Because he's
2: dog shit at coaching. It's not with the players. He's awful at his job. They have no offensive identity. Uh They're bad at defense. Uh These are all things that I've heard others analyze i have no original sports thoughts maybe a few when i get into a fucking good few state but he was a terrible head coach it has nothing to do with him being at wits end with fucking covid deniers i mean that can't be fun steve nash is a nice canadian who likes soccer i feel like he had a hard time talking about free speech with kyrie irving all the time
6: Harden quit on the team kyrie wouldn't get a vaccine Uh, kevin durant is great but go ask Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr was walking on eggshells with Kevin Durant, and I love Kevin Durant. But Kevin is prickly and and is difficult. And well, Steve Kevin Kerr Durant with him and, the, and and
2: definitely can't walk on eggshells. He's six foot ten. And
6: said, me or Nash, choose one.
2: Although he's got very thin, very skinny appendages. A
6: denial, but it was true. Um, this is. I'm actually happy for Steve Nash. Congratulations to Steve Nash for no longer coaching the nba's biggest tire fire uh you've got egos overpaid players um i mean this is just now the fire, just- fire
2: my favorite part about this fucking nets thing is they're trying to hire ime udoke Ooh, we get to take a fucking peek into the herd hierarchy we love the herd hierarchy it's his top 10 nfl teams and it is never correct it's always his fucking favorites. It's his fucking popularity list. It's like if when they used to hang up a list in the bathroom at the elementary school who had, like, the cutest smile, they'd break it down. There'd be several lists, and you want to be on one of them. Um, that's the herd hierarchy.
3: The Titanic, Colin. The Titanic is the Brooklyn Nets going down, and yeah. Nascot of the story about how Kyrie Irving kept steve nash waiting in the rain Ooh, we get to see the transitions colin's got the fucking corniest
2: radio 32. transitions we'll get it it's,
6: it's awful nash yeah. big win for him today. yeah i've, I've heard Trump. wonder if
2: he says like give me the hokiest fucking
6: go every week at this time our top 10 nfl teams it's not easy doing this. There's some surprise. No, teams. it's Here easy to say who the fucking
2: to find the 10 best teams and then reorder them.
6: Time is now. Let's go. The top 10 NFL teams, according to college, number 10, Cincinnati. Listen, the Chiefs lost to the Colts. It's OK on the road to have a bad game. Uh, three of their four losses have come. Up. I don't
2: know, man. See, this is him just throwing it in because of Joe Burrow. He loves Joe. But that looks like they fucking deleted the, the color out of that on purpose. That old line Those fucking black and white bengal jerseys it makes me feel like there's something wrong with my eyes that like i am i can't see color
6: but listen they cleveland owns them and it's just one of those things where miles garrett right now the bengals don't have the personnel to block him uh j mac and i both thought cleveland would give him trouble last night they did but don't j
2: mac's like i didn't say anything don't drag me into your fucking opinions year where you just- though i do think him and j mac do talk because they reference texts to each other all the time I don't think Joy and Colin texted with each other. You try and text Joy Taylor while she's fucking Schwitzin? I dare you. He's throwing the Seahawks eight. at number nine because he's got this fucking hard on. We gotta find this clip. I gotta find this in my fucking library. Because this is worth it.
4: History. Um,
2: fuck. I gotta find it. He has been cheesing so fucking hard Um over Shane Waldron, the offensive coordinator for the Seahawks. Shane Waldron's gonna get an offensive job. He's gonna get a job. Um Belichick. I might just have to fucking Google it. Colin Cowherd. Shane Waldron. Which it, uh Bailey, that's a Rams guy. He was the Rams' quarterback coach. Uh, Here we fucking go.
4: For NFL.com. Uh,
3: Russell Wilson almost handpicked Waldron because he saw the Rams in the division doing cool stuff.
6: Oh, we. Know, I do I would love to know who had more input in the offensive coordinators. He hit.
2: Here we go. So he's
6: gonna have a rook- It'd be interesting to. See- Look how fucking excited.
2: J Mac did the thing where he planted a fucking, an opinion into Colin's head. Like Colin, J Mac said something and Colin misinterpreted it. So this is going to start with Jason McIntyre opining that w- when Nathaniel Hackett, like, Nathaniel Hackett's going to go be an offensive coordinator somewhere and he's going to be fine. Like this failure as a head coach is not going to hurt him. He's going to be an offensive coordinator and be successful at his job. But he started that point by pointing out that, you know, Russell Wilson can pick a new offensive coordinator. He picked Shane Waldron in Seattle and he's killing it right now. And that cause Colin loves the coaching carousel. Colin loves anointing the new coordinator, who's like the next head coach. So the second J-Mac said like, hey, this Shane Waldron guy's killing it with Seattle, Colin fucking almost creams his jeans and fucking just takes it from J-Mac. And it was, is wrong.
6: You got a blackjack. So is Pete thinking before the trade deadline? You mean Shane Waldron? Waldron, yeah. yeah, Here we go. The O-line's bad. Their best running back is out. They're probably outside of Cortland Sutton. They're going to move Jerry, Judy. I don't think it's solvable unless... You, you remember yesterday when you talked about S- Shane Waldron, the Seattle offensive
3: coordinator? Yeah. He's doing awesome. He was with Russ last year. That was Russ's guy. He's excelling now that Russ is gone. I bet you Nathaniel Hackett goes somewhere next year. Somebody's going to hire him. See,
2: he says, I bet you Nathaniel Hackett goes somewhere next year. So I think J-Mac might have been maybe saying, hey, Waldron comes over and becomes the head coach of the Broncos. But now, Colin, now because of this little talk, Colin will be stumping for Shane Waldron as like the next big offensive genius. The like these are how the, this is big stuff. The, we're seeing the start of a pivot because if, cause Waldron could be the next Nathaniel Hackett, you don't know if he's going to be a good head coach. Every, uh,
6: Shane Waldron, you'd be Shane Waldron. Waldron. Yeah. yeah he's he,
2: going to he, get a yeah, job. He's doing great. But Nathaniel Hackett, when he gets even J, like J Mac fucking, like, yeah, 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 he's going to be great. Waldron wasn't a part of this point. Colin, look at that face. Look at, let me zoom in on this for you. Look at these eyes right here. Like, look how focused in on it. Like, the second now he's only thinking Waldron. J Mac is making this point about how Nathaniel Hackett's going to go on to have a good career, but all Colin is thinking now is Shane Waldron, offensive coach, Rams, McVay, spread, coaching tree.
3: Fired in Denver. He's going to go somewhere. Be an offensive coordinator. And he's going to do a good job next year. No spotlight. None of this Russell Wilson business. Let me. This is. Pedigree, I got it. Shane Waldron,
2: We see when this is when he first gets the Shane Waldron, and then Colin is is autistic the rest of the time, thinking about trains.
3: That Russ is going I bet you Nathaniel Hackett goes somewhere next year. Somebody's going to hire.
6: Come on, he's got the pedigree. Shane
3: family.
2: Wald. You mean Shane Waldron? Waldron. Yeah. yeah he's he, going to he, get he, a yeah,
3: job. He's doing great. But Nathaniel Hackett, when he gets fired in Denver, is going to go somewhere, be an offensive coordinator. And he's going to do a good job next year. No spotlight. None of this Russell Wilson business. Uh,
6: Russ, he, this is interesting. Colin. This is a really interesting point you bring up.
2: He didn't bring up the point. You're creating the point. This is an interesting point you bring up. This is interesting. You said something, and I'm going to say something completely different.
6: So Shane Waldron is rejuvenating Geno Smith's career. Yeah, He's going to get a head coaching offer. Absolutely. Probably get a, an interview at least, yeah absolutely first of all he was look
2: at how disgusted he was with that assertion he's like are you kidding me mcintyre look at this it's like he laid a turd i think colin is shitting during the show and he just dropped a hard one here look at this
6: career yeah he's gonna get a head coaching (laughs) offer absolutely probably get an interview at least yeah absolutely first of all he was a home run with a drop down home run with geno smith He's getting a job. Was he a home run with the Rams? There's going to be eight openings. You know that.
2: I like the idea. Well, he was the quarterback's coach, I think, for. No, because Stafford was gone. So he wasn't like, how do you know he was a home home run run
6: with Geno Smith? That's how
2: fucking much dick he sucks of fucking McVay in this coaching tree is like, just because he was on the Rams and got a head coaching job doesn't mean he was a home run with the Rams. It means Russell Wilson saw the cool shit the Rams were doing and was like, hey, get me one of those guys. And they did.
6: Geno Smith's career. Yeah. He's gonna get a head coaching offer. Absolutely. Probably get a, an interview at least, yeah. Absolutely. First of all, he was a home run with the Rams, yeah. home run with Geno Smith. He's getting a job. Okay, he there's gonna be eight openings, you know that. There's always eight openings okay. last twenty years. Right, he's gonna get offensive league, so Shane Walt
2: See, Jason McIntyre realizes he's lost the he's lost his part of the show. Uh Collins on his he Collins fired up.
6: Always eight openings okay. last
2: like look at that, look at we've got to really take a look at this sadness.'
6: Run with Gino Smith. He's getting a job okay he, there's going to be eight openings. you know that. there's always eight openings
2: look at that. That's when he realizes like he's not going to let me talk back as much as Joy did
6: Eight okay. openings last twenty years right, he's going to get offensive league, so Shane Waldron's going to get it. It's interesting for Seattle Shane
2: Waldron's going to get it because you're going to force it, Colin. You're going to get these GMs all gassed up on Shane Waldron.
6: Pete Carroll's too smart not to know that. Pete probably, who shuffled through a lot of See, like,
2: look at Heath. Colin has thought about this opinion for legitimately 10 seconds, and look how deep it is already. It really is impressive with how deep he gets into a hole. Pete Carroll's too smart not to know that. Pete probably, who... Not to know what. He doesn't know that his coach is going to become a fucking coordinator a head coach. No, like, Colin just assumes that everyone knows, like, oh, my coordinator's doing good. People are going to interview him. You could deny the interview.
6: Shuffled through a lot of OCs, hit a home run. He got a blackjack. So as Pete thinking before the trade deadline, we may want to, Seattle's got two first-round picks, two second-round picks, two fourth-round picks. It'd be interesting to see if Seattle would give up a pick or two to get a real playmaker for their defense. Pete, make a run to the playoffs. Pete, listen, Pete knows.
2: How many times he says Pete right there?
6: Their defense. Pete, make a run to the playoffs. Pete, listen, Pete knows. That's a drop. Pete, Pete, Pete.
2: It was like someone named Pete was tickling his feet and he was trying to get him to stop without saying, hey, Pete's tickling my feet.
6: Next year he's going to have a rookie quarterback and no, no Shane Waldron so pete's had a, a mixed bag of offensive coordinators he hit the lotto well, that kid I, I, ain't sitting around for three years he, in seattle are you friendly with Four schneider
3: years? the seattle uh, no, I, don't, GM no, no, no.
6: I would love to know who had more
3: input in the oc russell wilson or pete carroll because remember if you read articles out there at NFL.com, uh, russell wilson almost handpicked waldron because he saw the rams in the division doing cool stuff oh we need to bring that over here and
2: J. max stole my thought you know it's not that I've seen this clip seven times on the fucking 20 bus going across Wilshire Boulevard.
3: They didn't really dial up the good plays last year. All right, moving on. Uh, the New England Patriots, I mean, they're going to start Mac Jones at quarterback Sunday against the Jets. Mac took about 90% of they're the They're moving on. We're moving Wednesday on. And is not listed on the injury report.
2: So now we can go back to Colin Coward.
3: Two, it is a Tuesday.
4: Um...
2: Now we go back to the herd hierarchy. See? I caught it.
6: They gotta it. get that O-line fixed on the edges. They they have helped it on the interior. Now they got the Panthers, a buy and the Steelers coming up. They're gonna be fine.
2: Yeah, Pete but- Carroll's 72. He doesn't know shit. Pete Carroll only knows fucking what is around him and his peripheral vision. Shame. Who's Shane?
6: Listen, they, Cleveland owns them, and it's just one of those things where Miles Garrett right now, the Bengals don't have the personnel All right, so, in the yeah. league in scoring. They had the best draft I can recall in years. Listen, so
2: with that said, so now he's got the Seahawks at number nine in his in his top ten herd hierarchy. Let's see if he adds Shane Waldron to this mix.
6: The Seahawks are a good story or a good team. I don't know, but they're number four in the league in scoring. They had the best draft I can recall in years. Two tackles, star running back, star corner, star pass rusher, or semi-star.
2: Yeah, J-Mac has the perfect voice to be reading a radio promo.
6: They have 14 sacks over the last three weeks. They lead the NFL. Their defense...
2: For anyone watching on YouTube, if it sounds like I'm just talking to no one, I'm reading the chat. There is a chat. It's presided by James Bailey. I'm a lobster man. Um, So yeah, he's saying J-Max Voice is 95 radio. Absolutely
6: and seven games with multiple takeaways they hit it out of the park pete carroll's always done very well with young players who buy into
2: his relentless energy see this is the thing about that everyone's harping on this point that pete carroll's amazing with young players why weren't you harping on that ability to work with young players when you were talking about how the seahawks were going to be dog shit because they only had young players like it's so funny how you know, it's just funny how these how these things change. But you're doing 24 hour sports things. I get it, I get it. You can't do the same opinion every day. You know, it's not like a it's not like Rush Limbaugh made a career of that or anything.
6: They're now scoring Shane Waldron a great OC. Higher Seahawks at nine. Number eight. You know, I love the Ravens. I love the Ravens. They drive me nuts, but they have. The easiest remaining schedule, the number two rushing offense in the league, the highest rushing average they can control. I'm going to go shut that window. Be and by right the way, back. Lamar Jackson wins 75% of his games. And yes, he can win it in the fourth quarter, too, like he did last week. He's had back to back games without a turnover. There are so many things I like about this franchise. Starts with Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson. They're always going to be in my top 10 unless they literally go up a cliff. Still have Baltimore at eight. Number seven. Right now the Dolphins are good. Now I do think post Thanksgiving, cold, windy weather, it'll be a different looking Ooh, offense. But they're five stand and zero up. this year. When Tua starts, they are terrific on third down. Do you know the? Only
2: I'm surprised on- he doesn't suck Mike McDaniel's dick enough. Like Mike McDaniel really is like Mike McDaniel is who he wants Shane Waldron to be. He's the fucking offensive guru. Comes from his boyfriend Kyle Shanahan's tree. Um, made the most. I mean the Dolphins were utter dog shit over the last couple of years and. Fucking, he's got them five and three tuned up.
6: That is schematics, but he deserves credit. They're five and zero oh when he starts. Miami at seven. Number six. But I'd probably take Dallas to beat him. The only loss this year for this team is game one.
2: Did you know that Colin does this whole show in pre-production meetings before? Like the whole show. He goes over every segment and pretty much does the show with his interns. Can you imagine that? Having to get, he does, he goes on at 9 a.m. Pacific time and it's a three hour show. So that means you got to start at 6 a.m. And he fucking does his whole fucking show for you.
6: Do I have questions about Mike McCarthy and crisis? Absolutely. He
2: does love the Ravens Well, because he loves fucking, he likes, he, John Harbaugh was who he wants all the defensive coaches to be because John Harbaugh was a special, special teams coordinator uh, and became a head coach. And you got became successful. So like he fucking sucks on shit like that. He loves the Vikings, dude. The are the- I don't think the Rams are in his herd hierarchy, but the Rams are pretty fucking bad, but it wouldn't shock me if he would sneak the Rams in at 10 at some point. If you know, Sean McVay starts returning my DMS again, I slid and he's not responding.
6: A great tight end to Dalvin cook Thielen, Justin Jefferson. By the way, Zedaria Smith I got from the Packers is crushing it. They got a lot of the elements. They got a lot of the elements. Vikings
2: he got a lot of the elements. He says that about neighborhoods here in L.A. This has a lot of the elements.
6: That's
2: why I live in Manhattan Beach. Buffalo
6: lost to Buffalo. It was a buzzsaw. But Jimmy Garoppolo, hate to break it to you, fourth straight game with multiple touchdown passes. See,
2: I mean, this is just based on roster, because right now, man, at four and four, the fucking Niners are not a top-ten team. They have a top-ten roster, but it's not even fully healthy yet.
6: Healthy player back. Eight straight re- they do
2: got that. They're on the bye, so they probably will health up a little bit. McCaffrey did make them a little better. A little better. Listen to me sounding all fucking hard to please. McCaffrey was a home run.
6: Number three. Buffalo Bills. I know they won and everybody loved it. Does anybody bail on their running game faster than Buffalo? They're getting too cocky, too much chatter. don't have any wins
2: i mean it's got to be dal i mean i don't know how he doesn't have dallas in the i mean philadelphia is number one who's his fucking number two the chiefs it's got to be the chiefs and the Eagles.
6: sometimes you got to take the ball out of your best player's hands to protect him from himself now they do have the number one offense and the best yardage differential um but josh allen's accounted for 21 of their 23 offensive touchdowns this year stop bailing on your run game bills at three number two chiefs were idle so i'll put him at two what do you want me to say they're 19-3 and three off a of bye with Andy Reid, so you know they're winning this week. Best third down offense, why I put them at two, they're susceptible on the back end of their defense. They've allowed the most passing touchdowns but in the... But
2: defense doesn't matter, Colin. The flaw shouldn't matter to you.
6: A leak. Some of that is because they lead late. Some of it is because they gave up a really good corner to... Wait, the fucking
2: def- Travis Kelsey, and they're probably rapping a nice little ditty. Travis Kelsey is a white rapper. Because... They gave up I don't really know
6: that for sure, but he
2: definitely seems like the kind of guy that rips off a fucking freestyle if he gets a little too loaded.
6: Number one. Listen, Philadelphia played and won by a route. They are no longer. It
2: took him a while to get on the Philadelphia Eagles bandwagon.
6: Boy, when you give a young quarterback a star receiver, Josh Allen gets Stephon Diggs, pops. Jalen Hurts gets AJ Brown, pops. Tua gets Tyree Hill, pops. AJ.
2: fields gets chase claypool will be in that saying over the next couple of years if fields becomes what i think he's going to it's just like when the bears got chase claypool all
6: right nick Wright is sitting there probably not colin's
2: gonna talk about this day for years and i
6: know what you're saying Well, buffalo beat kansas city
2: so yeah that was the herd hierarchy Cincinnati. um i think i'm gonna take a break and smoke a little bit of a Bolsky. we do have a, a dying battery um so i think we're gonna pull up a little bit of peterican punk rock uh and we will see you in about 10 minutes here celebrating each other keith pazel's podcast
6: order slices and steaks and a 20 ounce mountain dew at little caesar's and get two pizzas in one dual double xp for call of duty modern
7: warfare 2 that's a two-tastic two nominal. unlock dual double xp with a call of duty combo or mountain dew at little caesar's pizza pizza
2: Let's that chill it down. There is a kidnapping
0: fan. Why it kinda line with the windows? There's some things I wish I I didn't know. Why worry about the pretty seem to show up in the paper missing more than us Don't think it that you're just a fragile sack of blood Yeah, you are but it makes it difficult to buy groceries when you're you're hiding I worry about the burnouts and then wet red eyes they seem to show up in the papers shot by cops more than us you're doing and kiss me too much right here where I, I rest my twitches, I worry about the ghetto pets and their Kevlar, they seem to show up in the paper under flags, much too much.
4: Oh no! Oh.
8: Oh <laughs> god
7: And it's
2: We're back second half of the show. I mentioned we're going to do a little bit of stuff about we're going to make fun of Barbarian a little bit there, even though it's a horror movie and has a pretty intense plot. There are some things that I find hilarious about it. Um, I don't know if we'll necessarily get into fresh because I do want to do some TV history. Um, I have not calculated any TV league standing, so we will do that on Thursday on Thursday's show. Look at that fucking belly right there. Look at that, man. I really got to work that off. That's well-earned right there. That's pandemic-earned stress. That's trauma. This is a trauma belly. You throw trauma before everything, they'll let it slide. Uh, But welcome back. Um, If you're sleeping, if you're chilling, whatever the fuck you're doing, welcome back. So yeah, we're going to watch Barbarian a little bit here. Uh, Let's go to the main shot two here. Let me take away the web browser for this one um so yeah here we go do the restart um this movie's pretty great actually Um, it stars the dude who plays it um yeah we'll skip that uh it's the guy who plays it and he made it uh and it does a couple cool things early on it wrong foots you uh, into thinking that the movie is gonna not only have a certain plot, but star a certain series of people, cause you're just like, oh, Bill Skarsgård, he's like either gonna be the killer, or the victim, but we're in for a full Skarsgård effect Ooh, music's still going I'll fast forward a little bit, we'll get to it It's the whole point of the show, if we can't just get to it a little bit, huh? So yeah, the plot of this movie is you got this girl who walks up to, in Detroit, like you see this rickety-ass neighborhood she pulls up in and you're like, oh, that's Detroit. Uh, and she uh, has an Airbnb and she gets to the door and like can't find the key uh, and she finds that it's occupied by Bill Skarsgård.
7: I'm sorry, who are you?
2: What? Who are you?
3: This is 476 Barbary, right?
0: I don't know. Yeah, yeah.
2: I think so. You don't know?
0: No. I don't live here. I'm renting this place. It's the middle of the night. I don't have it. Uh, top of my head. The address.
2: Top of my head. renting this place. What? I love how we chose Canadian, because I think Bill Skarsgård is like, Swedish. I think he's got an accent. I booked a home away. You're fucking kidding.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Wait, are you sure you have the right place?
2: Yeah, I... So they do this little dance. They figure all, you know, they match all their information. He's like, hey, come in. We'll go call these idiots. And then he offers up the place to sleep. And then they kind of set the tone that he's going to be a weird guy. Like, first, he's kind of, you know, uh, inconvenienced a little bit. No, you knocked on my Airbnb. I'm sleeping. I don't know fully. And then she walks into He, like, says, come in. We'll call these people. And then... She goes off and then they decide like, okay, you could stay here because this is Detroit. Look at this neighborhood. Uh, You know, you don't want to be out there. And then he starts making ups like she can't find a hotel room. And he's like, oh, yeah, there's a convention in town. So they really start like laying tracks for you of like, oh, he's going to fucking murder her. Um, And they don't really start doing it until. He offers her to spend the night. And then so she goes into his bedroom because he's like, oh, go take my bedroom. And she sees his fucking wallet. And he, she takes a picture of it, like setting it all up of like, this is going to be my murder. And then they share a bottle of wine and hit it off.
3: Let's herself become, I don't know, some kind of pet or something. Oh my God, it's so cliche and it's so boring and I can't believe
5: it's. And
2: then they do have those kind of some of those like feminist tropes because it was made by women where, you know, they talk about how like if she was in the Airbnb and he knocked on the door, she wouldn't let him in because he's a man. He's a big, scary, tall man. And I'd be like, you do look like the guy who paid, played Pennywise, uh, which is also why I wouldn't let you in. But I do want to get to where she sleeps because that's when shit pops off. So she goes to lay down.
4: Sleep on anything. Good night, Tess. Good night, Keith.
2: Good night, Keith. If this was the '80s, they would have hooked up. Even the '90s couldn't have a horror movie without. Listen. Door cracks. So, yeah, someone opened her door and made a noise and then she goes outside and sees that old Bill Skarsgård is having a fucking uh, very vivid dream. He's freaking out. And then she wakes him up and he's like, what the fuck? And this kind of shatters the I think shatters a little bit of the illusion of like, oh, I don't think he's a murderer. His name is Keith, by the way, which I love.
4: What? Uh, I'm so sorry. What are, you, what, are you, what are you doing?
3: Uh, I, um, my door was open, and I, Did I didn't you... open it, and I, I didn't know if you were up, and you were, like, making noises, and... I was making noise? I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna let you go to sleep. You
4: scared the shit out of me.
3: Did you open my door?
4: No!
2: so yeah then she wakes up it's all fine i think in the morning she wakes up she can't find them uh, notes left she goes to her little job interview thing uh and then she tells someone where she's staying and they're like oh no you can't be there and you get the vibe you don't know if it's whether the neighborhood is terrifying just because there's blacks or if she actually knows of something insane going on in that neighborhood So then she goes back to the fucking place, and this fucking Detroit homeless dude starts chasing her.
7: Hey, little girl. Hey, little girl.
2: And as me and Larry were watching it, she's like, this old man knows something. And boy, does he. Come out that house. Go away. Come out that house. So he's trying to save her. She's packing up because she just gets the creeps of how uh, that lady like, oh, no. So she's now the. that's insane. The black guy scared the black girl.
5: Can you send someone,
3: please?
2: They Detroit police her. They're like, there's no available units. This is Detroit, Michigan. Ma'am. They're all dealing with gruesome murders involving local rappers. Units at this <laughs> so, yeah, that's that part. So now she finally goes downstairs. This is where this whole movie starts to fucking starts to build. She finds a fucking door, a sub door in the basement. She then opens that door. Uh, They do a couple long shots. She walks in and she finds this for sure murder room. Uh, We'll wait till she gets to the murder room here. She finds this room mattress sopping in stains very fucking season 1 of true detective ish camera setup bucket clearly had fecal matter in you know i've fucking hung out with my dad and some of his friends in rooms like this so she's like oh shit we got a sub room She runs to Bill (laughs) Skarsgård. This completely eliminates him from the murder. He was off doing whatever Bill Skarsgård does in Detroit. So then he goes down. And that's when all this shit pops off. That's when we meet the star of this episode. So then you find out that after the sub room, there's like... A stone Game of Thrones hallway that, like, this is where the logic starts to shatter. You're like, who the fuck dug this tunnel in the dark? Apparently this big, tall, inbred child. So, yeah, old Billy is going to pop up here soon. Let's go to him crawling. Here he comes.
7: <laughs> why did you come down here? Someone else is down here. No, why? She, she,
2: she has such saggy tits.
7: Why did you come down here? Someone else is down here. What? Someone bit me.
2: See, and now you're thinking, okay, they're going to be the cool team of this movie. It's going to be a Skarsgård, a hot chick, you know. Combo. Because then you're like, oh, they're definitely gonna bed down at some point. They're gonna fall in love. You're gonna you're gonna witness the budding of a romance.
7: That's no, the no no, 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 no! That's what? the way, way out. That's the way out. Stop it! We have, the to, the way have way to come out. this way. We have to come this way! Someone's done! I'm not going back!
2: get Bill Skarsgård just getting bashed. Look at those fucking cans, dude. So yeah, that's the fucking movie. So the movie is about this fucking mongoloid who was raised by Jackie Earl Haley, who I think it is. And so then we cut to Justin Long. Justin Long's character comes in 40 minutes in. He is an actor who gets accused of rape. And uh, gets canceled from Hollywood and has to go to Detroit to, like, liquidate his assets. And you find out that one of his assets was this house. And he goes into the house. And we'll fast forward to when he falls into the hole. So he does the whole rigmarole. Finds the sub-rape room. Um... And it's funny the contrast, because he finds the room with the camera, and she's all terrified, and he just fucking looks up if you can add it to the fucking square footage of the apartment. So here's Justin Long. He has now found the stone hallways. And we gotta, argue, we gotta be careful of how much tit we show on this. Yeah, look at that. Can I go back one frame? so at some point he falls uh, oh yeah there's a whole scene of Earl Haley His, the, the chick's okay here we go so Justin Long falls into upset. like a a trap you get upset. and she sees old girl from the beginning who now looks like a crackhead and at some point in this movie does get accused of being a Detroit crackhead by some police officers
7: she gets
8: upset
3: she who's she
2: just the hairiest bottle getting lowered look at that definitely a condom on the end of that fucking bottle it's ribbed for his pleasure though look at it just pulsating so gross she wants him to just so she wants babies she thinks they're the babies so she's trying to be a weird mongoloid mother Ooh, look at she enjoys it. You love mommy's milk, huh? Look at that. Look, you see the suction in the condom to really illustrate that she's slurping that down. Now, what kind of milk is that? I can't imagine she can lactate, so it's probably just some warm skim. Drink it.
8: Drink it. Get up.
2: This is how I imagine. So this thing jumps in to like, no, I want to be your mother. Oh, fuck. This right here is how I imagine conservative Republicans. When they fucking how they look at like aborted fetuses. Like I th- I like to picture Lauren Boebert with an aborted fetus stroking it and talking like this mongoloid. I mean, Bobert does have a little set of cans similar.
8: <laughs> <My man>. <laughs> <laughs>
7: That's
2: like how a conservative talks about abortion rights just stroking the fetus, the liquids dripping off of it. You know, abortion does have a scent. (laughs) See, so as much sympathy as you can have for this poor thing, you know, you got to blow its head off at the end of the day, and she does, and, uh, and yeah, it's pretty sad. So that's that. We'll go to the cable box here, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll go through a little TV history and close this bitch out strong. What do you say? Hey.
0: or extra strength Tylenol. Oh, gee, I think,
2: oh dude, Rick Moranis throwing pimp-ass parties, dude. Everyone's on lewds but Moranis. Name
0: brand. That makes good financial sense, good advice. Hey, this is Real Smoked Salmon from Nova Scotia, Canada. Twenty four ninety five a pound. It only cost me fourteen twelve after tax, though. I'm giving this whole thing as a promotional expense. That's why I invited clients instead of friends. You having a good time, Mark? How you doing? Why don't you have some of the brie? It's at room
8: temperature. You think it's too warm in here for the brie? Lewis, I'm going
2: home. So here we are. November 1st, 1995. Let's see what we have in the offerings here. What could we watch? We got a Halloween episode of Ellen. Might throw that on. Uh, Bless This House, A Fight, uh, Dave's World, Central Park. We've been watching some of those shows. Party of Five, no Halloween episode. Let's do this Halloween episode of Ellen. Let's see if we can find this guy.
4: Hell yeah, here we go.
5: Other scalpel. Other scalpel.
2: I mean, they're obviously Doing carving good. a pumpkin.
5: Scooper thing.
4: Scooper thing. All right.
5: You may experience a slight burning sensation. Uh, no, no, no. All right. I've done all I can do. Someone close for me. Thank you for the next-
2: I mean, how can you think that she was straight?
5: Does that look a little like Mariah Carey?
2: (laughs) My mom did have a haircut like that, though. The bob and the short boy haircut was huge in the 90s. Julia Roberts as Tinkerbell really fucking set the tone follically. (laughs)
5: I've lost my first patient.
2: (laughs) It is interesting that Ellen really became such an edgy topic at this time when she came out. And really just went on to be one of the most bland, just meh comedians. Uh, And turned out to be a, a real fucking bitch.
5: you will tell your friends how great they were tomorrow at the water cooler. Oh, and whenever you see the word Ellen, you will cluck like a chicken.
2: You'll think straight, straight, straight. Are you clucking? Are you? That was a very MTV thing, the like... Interstitials where they break in character. Here we go, Piven. Probably and, fucking on, on the couch because he rapped somebody. I,
5: I wasn't that crazy about it at 5 a.m., but it's starting to grow. Up.
2: I forgot Piven was on this show.
5: <laughs> oh, look at this. Another beautiful day.
1: What is it with LA in the sun? It's always sunny. It's always nice. It's fall. It should be cold and raining. The sun mocks me
2: bringing his New York gloom to Los Angeles. Hey,
5: I'm up here. I'm the sun. <laughs> That's the sun for you. Thinks the world revolves around it. <laughs> you know, I'm guessing beneath that cheery facade, you're just not quite yourself. What's the matter?
1: You want to know what's the
2: matter? Mm-hmm. I was accused of rape, Ellen, four times. Hollywood Reporter. I'm trying to do stand-up. got an old timey guitar it's not one thing that he has the guitar it's gotta be the old timey like fucking sun house blues guitar
1: right there okay address what's that about okay what am I I supposed to put your address (laughs) your address okay occupation I tried to write sitting on my butt but it wouldn't fit
5: (laughs) well you can try writing really small look right here
1: yeah income I guess all my buddies from med school are checking the $100,000 plus category. Me, roughly
2: zero. Really going hard on the 5 o'clock shadow. I don't even think that's because of the scene. I think he really did rock the 5 o'clock shadow beard. That was big. That's not a thing you see anymore. I feel like that's very predatory. That's very uh, very uh, leery of the 5 o'clock shadow beard. Why ain't you got time to fucking shave? You don't get it, Ellen. You I- running from something, Christopher Lloyd and fucking Dennis the Menace? You
1: do, I've got nowhere to go. No!
2: I mean, aside from having the scene at the beginning, I'm starting to doubt that we're going to have much Halloweenness aside from the decoration.
5: on walks. <laughs> Maybe get another little cousin for you to play with.
2: If they go trick-or-treating at all, that's very unlike L.A. And if, if they go trick-or-treating at all and don't go with the South Central kids to Beverly Hills, it's not realistic.
1: I'm going to go with you. I'm going to have biscotti. I'm going to talk to people. I'm going to be human again.
5: All right. Yeah fans
2: yeah
1: <laughs> you're absolutely right I cannot go out like this
2: Hey, yeah, you can people fucking go to Ralph's like that go to a coffee shop in Silver Lake and you'll see someone in a robe is he a goddamn doctor get the fuck out of here
1: used to have a steady hand used to be able to distract a
2: oh I'm missing the cast of this show he became an androgynous gay commercial
1: guy
5: sure have captured your spirit of Halloween in Los Angeles.
2: Well, I just bought these at Woolworths. Yeah, Leonardo. Anthony Clark. Is this just a short? He was on this show, too. Yes, dears. Anthony Clark.
5: Sure it is. It's a book club. It's for fun. There's no pressure.
1: Uh,
2: Okay, I see what you're doing. I'm sorry. I'm just an eclectic mix of people. I mean, the idea that none of these people are in show business is just insane. Like if you've lived out here long enough, even if you're not in show business, like no one has like you know, this is my shoot job and these are my, like it's all networky and fucking corporate and like it's a you your job is like this ideal and you're going after some you know, you buy a self-help book and you follow a Jordan Peterson or a guy who or a gal who hates Jordan Peterson. Like it's all very culty out here. Plus season no one just like Lives their life. Miss- you know who lives their life? Losers and failures. People who, non climbers, live their life. You have to fucking take charge of your life.
3: Spoon legs
5: are. You're not
2: living your life, your life is living you.
5: It's always the arts that are the first to go. <laughs> <laughs> There's no oh, buzz, yeah. Audrey. I'm just trying to cheer up spans.
2: Will and Grace, I think, was the end of having a character that had a high pitched voice for no reason. Only
5: cure for depression.
2: And most of the time, they were borderline retired at.
5: Banana. <laughs> sure, that's why there are so few monkey suicides. <laughs> exactly. Ah! Well, I sure could use someone to help me put up these Halloween decorations. I'll help you, Ellen. No, someone strong, you know, to help put up these heavy decorations.
2: Ellen, I know you want to. What if that whole girl was like, "Look, Ellen, I know you're gay. I want to date you." Why are you so apprehensive, (laughs) Arama? Also, I love that Ellen is afraid to come out in L.A. She's probably haunting West Hollywood when this show's at commercial break.
5: I'm in four days, so nobody talk to me and nobody bug me. I'm turning off. My cell phone.
1: <laughs> Why'd you even bring your cell phone if you're just going to turn it off?
5: Just asking, Chuckles, but are you trying to make yourself as unappealing as possible? <laughs> oh, look at all these scripts, Spence. There's got to be a comedy in here that... That would be fun for you to read, like Crack Whore 2. <laughs> well, if it's half as funny as Crack Whore 1.
2: Can't say Crack Whore much on TV, which is insane. This was fucking primetime ABC television. Like, the Dana Carvey show got canceled because the fucking Home Improvement audience thought it was too edgy. Uh, you know, and they let Crack whore slide. You can't let Crack whore, it's the whore part. Can't be going around... F- Fucking just flippantly throwing the horror term around. You
1: thousands and thousands of
2: them. Say crack head. You'd be able to say crack head now. Can't know where are we doing genders?
5: Legs. Nothing. <laughs> wow.
2: A crack them.
5: Where are the scary
1: Halloween stories? Oh I'm sorry, I don't work here. But,
2: uh, I'm just a hungover fucking nurse student.
1: Really scary story. You <laughs> like that? Come here. I think. Uh, okay. What's the he
2: definitely of- has more hair now, huh? He got plugs.
1: Anything in the world to become a doctor, so he studied, right? And he worked.
2: He looks like the fucking dude from Monster Squad that's about to become the Wolfman.
1: In grasp. Boom! It was
8: gone.
1: <laughs> I need no plan, nothing, nowhere to go. And every morning when he looked in the mirror, he saw this, the stubbly face of a 32-year-old nothing, $82,000 in debt, the empty, dried-out husk of a man.
2: Cut over to Bill Murray sexing up Sigourney Weaver.
1: (laughs) Mm.
7: (laughs) Actually, it's more of a guideline.
2: We're back to Ghostbusters here. I got Ghostbusters playing. Uh, Sigourney Weaver is just someone, they dollar up a little bit in this when she gets taken over by Zool or whatever, but like, just someone that I never got as like... Somewhat, Gina Davis and Sigourney Weaver the most unsexy, sexy women of all fucking time.
7: Dr. Bankman, just relax. Lie down there. Relax.
2: But I mean, for Bill Murray, that's a score. I mean, look at that hairline on Murray. Dana. It's very Pivenish. The balding white man really did just reign supreme through the 2000s. Oh. Frazier.
1: Come on, I want to talk to Dana. Dana, just relax. Come yeah. on.
2: Just hey, hey, relax, hey, baby. Hey. Is he trying to rape her well-possessed? I just need consent, Zool.
1: What a lovely singing voice you must have. Now, I'm going to count to three, Zoolie.
2: And I'm going to put it in. Here. Back She's to Ellen. Hurt.
3: She's too perky. And worst of all, she cut out this Ziggy cartoon because it reminded me of you, Joe.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: You've got to fire her.
5: I don't have to fire her. I never hired her. Oh, Ellen, I can take whenever you want me
2: to i mean we're three seasons in she's around sugar
7: problem like some people (laughs) oh yeah
2: ellen works at the book at the coffee shop (gasps) that's when you know the 90s like was an economically booming period these are middle aged people in their 30s working like coffee house jobs like these people would be branded such losers in los angeles now
5: You know what you are. But um, I can't. I mean, I can't take you away from your aromatherapy job. I mean, there are people who need you, people who need smells. Smells only you can provide. Not anymore. I got fired. Surprise. Man,
2: I wish I had a giant coffee thing like that for our house. We only got a little three-cupper. It's a studio. We only have the, you got to have everything in fucking in sync with the size of the apartment. Our TV is studio apartment size. I'm streaming on a little mini-studio apartment computer. It's all relative.
0: Your wish is my command. Ping!
2: <laughs> Our bed is not studio apartment-sized. The bed is very Doctor Who-ish. It's larger, on, it's larger on the bed.
7: It's a real picnic compared to me when I'm depressed. I get really annoying and clingy, and my voice gets this extremely irritating quality to it.
8: <laughs> no. No.
5: <laughs>
2: Got a lot of woman-on-woman crime here. Getting
5: on my nerves. should have thought of that before you hired her. I never hired her. Ellen, is it okay if I take my break at three? Break whenever you want. Break all day long. You don't work here. (laughs) Apparently, it's my fault she lost her old job. What happened? Well, she mixed the scents of buttermilk and lemon together. Long story short, Lindsay Wagner ends up smelling like old cheese. Audrey loses her job. (laughs)
7: How is that your fault? That's the part that's confusing me, too. Very scary. Sorry.
2: (laughs) I got to say, too, I've worked at a lot of places. And one thing the sitcom gets wrong is that. Places of work are not cool with your friends just coming by and hanging out and like just because they're customers like I could imagine if one of my friends came by and just sat at Tender Greens all day and talk to me while I bust tables they'd be furious dude they'd be like you gotta get the fuck out of here fucking stealing that couch for customers you got Anthony Clark making moo cow noises serenity
7: of vanilla with the playfulness of peanut
3: why don't you take the serenity of leave me alone and mix it with the playfulness
2: of get the hell out of here I'm gay, you dumb bitch. Hate without it being interpreted as something else? <laughs> I mean, uh, everyone but Piven on this has probably come out as homosexual throughout the decades. Remainders and box
5: them up? When did this call come? And why are you answering my phone? Well, I would have told you earlier, but then there was all the Halloween hubbub.
0: You now, this one about the talking dog, I think it'd make an interesting vehicle for Woody Harrelson.
2: So she's at least a script reader. They involved Hollywood a little the bit.
5: Very simple. 2 3 four, Ellen, is there a sequel to Catch 22? 3, 3, 136 pages without a plot twist 136 137 138 139 Ellen, actually, I need
2: to take my break at 2.30 So far, no Halloween, 200. just decorations I am on the 134, so I have to take- And, like, the title, yeah, the title has, like, some trick-or-treat episode. But, you know, the way they write these sitcoms, they can't anticipate when anything is going to be. They probably film one with Halloween decorations. This was probably filmed in June of 94.
1: Dana Barrett. Spence,
5: Spence, I need your help. I'm
1: busy.
2: Try and figure out where she lives.
5: One, she is so fired.
2: All right, so based on that housing.
5: I'm busy. Doing what, Spence, Spence, I need your help. One, Two, she is so
8: fired. I want to pause on that house.
2: So based on the structure of that house, where it is, Good. and the lay of the land, I'm going to say that is in the Mid-Wilshire area, definitely a Jewish neighborhood. On down Olympic, one of those neighborhoods off Olympic, uh, very pro-Israel. But yeah, that's definitely some lawyer's house.
5: Spence, Spence, I need your help. I'm busy. Doing what? Eating the Halloween candy?
1: Not gonna eat itself, ellen <laughs>
2: <laughs> Where'd they get the candy? Why did you? Why do you have candy? Why don't you have trick or treaters? You live in a rich Jewish neighborhood. They're fucking kids coming from all over the Southland to fucking get that candy. Day
1: why'd you hire her if you're just gonna fire her a couple days later
2: i love how they have to fucking always have them in their work clothes or they they always have to be doing something related to their job
5: More experience being me and you'll be audrey and uh, she sounds like this hi
2: ellen they really were pushing the job in the 90s they're quirky characters but they're always working
5: audrey, um you're a good friend you can make
2: jokes but work
5: and uh a really good driver so this is really hard for me to say but as much as I appreciate your help I don't need it
1: I know what you're doing here
5: now are you Audrey or you
1: you think I'm an idiot okay we well, can save your dime store psychology okay, right okay
5: you're you all right
1: you think that <laughs> if I role play I'll work through my problems and everything will be alright
5: Spence this isn't about you yeah you wouldn't
1: say that if it wasn't about me
5: you know I hate <laughs> not
2: a Spence what a bad name for that character that does not look like a Spence at all
5: Hey, Tr- Batman, that's scary, and uh, Power Ranger, that's scary too. And Ooh. who are you?
2: Do they turn around? I was gonna say. <laughs> they had to pay for the, that Pink Ranger. What did he say? Well, Is that that's, a black joke? Extra scary. Okay,
5: Johnny Cochran not about you. Oh, he's Johnny Cochran. Johnny
2: Cochran was the punchline of the of the '90s, because of OJ, obviously.
5: I mean, hey, trick or treaters! Oh. look. There's Batman. That's scary, and uh, Power Ranger. That's scary too. And who are you? I'm Johnny Cochran. Wow. <laughs> well, that's that's extra scary. Okay. <laughs> are you being cranky and pouty? Oh yeah. And- well, you're happy and healthy.
2: Can't really make an O.J. joke now that he's especially now that he's on Twitter and like living amongst the world. When O.J. was in jail, you could joke about O.J. But. Now that he's a free man, can't really make an O.J. joke.
5: Yeah, well, eight million people aren't moping around on my couch. Hi, oh, Batman again. Hi, and hey, Pocahontas, how are you? And no mask, always a treat. What if she's
2: not? What if she's just a Native American? know, What if she's the Indian in the cupboard?
5: One more thing. Oh, my God, you ate all the candy. That's not it. There's another thing in addition to that. <laughs> Oh, you're like little baby birds.
2: What? <laughs> 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 just one second. Maybe they got just a random black lady taking these white children around. Does he even tell? Multiple huh? Batman. Yeah, this is 95. Batman Forever was fucking cooking in the theaters. He's an actor! <laughs> you the Val Kilmer one? He just fucking gets on him. Which Batman are you, Kilmer or Keaton? Kilmer's a fucking washed up hack. The door's sucked.
5: for you, it's Slim. Fast.
2: Yummy, yummy. Huh? I'd be in on a slim fast bar. That's an entire meal.
5: Have one, have one with lunch and a sensible dinner. Okay? That's
2: always the commer. I was. I'm surprised they didn't go the route of doing the homemade item, the stapler, the remote control for the TV. Wow!
5: Wow! Wow! I'm not going to be a doctor. Wow! 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 I don't know what to do with my life. Well, guess what? A lot of people don't know what.
2: To I get interested in the decoration of the houses for these sitcoms. Like, did they? really try and match it to ellen's personality like she's clearly a rambunctious fucking in the closet gay person and this is like this living room looks like the library of a person who fucking does topography or makes maps have accomplished a good- neighbor driver
1: whatever you're fired <laughs> hey ellen
2: they can't. I mean, there's no way they just got up there that easily. Story, actually. There's people who pay good money to keep you away because the Hollywood sign is in a neighborhood. Fun fact, if you Google to go to the Hollywood sign, they'll just send you to the Griffith Observatory. Getting on these letters is just not as accessible. You can't just be any Spence and Ellen. That I mean, was very good.
5: Thanks. Yeah.
1: You should store them out more often. <laughs> no,
5: I'm not very good at it. As soon as I left, I thought, do I have my keys?
2: Just, she's just like, I came up here so you could kill yourself, like that lady in the 20s that they did the Netflix show about. He's like, what's Netflix? And she's like, oh, do you want to see? And then they get into a DeLorean, and it becomes a completely different thing. I'm going to
5: sit there and watch it. I'm just going to stay here in the O.
1: <laughs> you, you, you can't just stay here in the O. Why
5: not? It's comfortable. There's a great view. I, I mean, if I need a change of pace, I'll vacation in the D.
2: Why is she mad all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> she upset because she ran out of Halloween candy?
1: Okay. i I'm done being depressed. You are? Yeah. Just like that? Yeah.
2: I love how it took him going to the top of a literal mountain to stop being depressed. Usually, that's when you go when you've had enough.
1: No, that was just insane.
5: Well, <laughs> was it the wow wow wow?
1: I'm afraid not. See, I made the nicest, most easygoing person in the world lose it, and I did that. So, I mean, it was, you know, it was a wake-up call.
5: So every time you get in a funk, you have to run out the door?
1: No, no. I mean, I, I'm, I'm over it. I'm good. I just, I just need a plan. Some
2: weird noise.
5: Well, I think if uh, we put our heads together. Oh, I got one. okay. <laughs> Already? Yeah.
2: I got scared by a yeah, noise. I, a it doer, was a fart. Ellen.
5: I'm not a thinker.
1: I'm action, you know? I mean, that's, the house, that guy. that's
2: the house. That's the height of house husbandry. <laughs> Being sc- scared by a fart, you're like, the, you're, the, you're the lady of the house.
1: You <laughs> want a lawyer? Of course not. Nobody does.
2: <laughs> I'm the wife.
1: For paying off my student loans and Ooh. figure out what I really want to do. I She's out. gonna be
2: scaring me awake next. With the with the toots.
1: Maybe. <laughs> I'm sorry I ate all your candy. Oh
2: yeah. I mean I'm not I'm happy. I'm all for it. I love if it. If not working is feminism, then fucking, you know, call me a libtard. So, yeah, when are they going to off themselves? What if it just ended in a suicide pact? That'd be pretty tremendous. Uh, yeah, that's that episode of Ellen. That's a little bit of TV from November 1st, 1995. Um, ooh. I fucking X'd out the internet. Let's go back to this. Um, I do think that's, uh, that's it for the show here, though. Not the, in general, this episode. We're going to be back on Thursday. Um, fucking around with that. We'll be talking abru- about what happened on TV, what happened into the world. There's going to be some wrestling to talk about. We got AEW Dynamite tomorrow. We'll see what AEW looks like officially without CM Punk now that the world knows he's gone. Um, we'll have TV League standings. Hopefully, Kanye West will say or do something. Uh, but yeah, thanks for watching. This is Keith Pazel. We mock TV and man and copyright law. Uh thanks for yeah, I know you let me put the music up here. Yeah, thanks for watching, thanks for listening. If you're doing it on the uh, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, um Twitch.tv slash this is Keith to watch when we go live. I put it up on YouTube after, but YouTube fucking cuts it up for copyright. Uh yeah, I'll see you on Thursday. Thank you guys. Good night.
7: Down the water.
4: announce we are off the air when we are (laughs) off the air.